0: Right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault behind the vault door. I'll be your podcast host for at least the next fifteen minutes as we take a little break and decide to do a, one of our broadcasts uh, coming from Manitoba. Uh, here with Bugsy and the CGV Cross Canada Tour. Bugsy, thanks again for being with us. You really don't. You, you really, you really can't go anywhere. We're, we're stuck together on this trip. Right? It's, I'm gonna stop thanking him for being here because he really doesn't have much choice. He's stuck with me. Uh, I'm sure that uh, there's a few people that would you know like that, and I'm sure there's quite a few more that would not. But bugs, uh, Manitoba—it's it's it's fascinating. You cross the border from Ontario into Manitoba, and immediately notice a change. Now this isn't gun-related, folks. So if you're uh, you know tuning in for that purpose. You might not enjoy this one as much. Uh, I'm sure at some point we'll interject with a little bit of firearm uh, material. But like I gotta say, I'm really kind of surprised at what Manitoba looks like compared to at least at least what we've seen so far. We're on the you know, Trans Canada Highway, and you uh, we've been traveling on it for some time. It's really long, <laughs> and you go from Ontario in these beautiful rolling you know hills and mountains, and and then and then you come over to Manitoba, and all of a sudden it gets like flat. It's uh, it's like incredible how far you can see, and, and the types of things that they grow here. Uh, when I say flat, I'm, I'm I'm not talking about the roads, because because it gets. It gets bumpy, man, like in Manitoba... I'm gonna file a formal complaint with the Manitoba government.
1: Somebody get out on the highways and flatten them out.
0: Please, it's like driving the streets of Hamilton, Ontario. (laughs) I
1: feel
0: feel like I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) No need to feel homesick, right? I feel like I'm back in H-Town in the Hammer, because, I mean, it's bumpy as shit out here. Somebody come out here with some filler. This is unbelievable. But uh, Manitoba still, and, and, and Winnipeg, you can actually, it's so flat, you can actually see Min- Winnipeg from the highway. Uh, really kind of a flat city. Like, I mean, not a, not a tall city, not, uh, you know, th- I, I don't see skyscrapers, you know, from, uh, from a distance. It, it appears to be uh, kind of flat, and that's something that you've described to me, Bugsy, it's not, not quite the same as, perhaps say, Vancouver. Uh, where you've got you know yeah. quite a few tall buildings pressed together. Uh, here we Look go. At this. Uh, this ramp we're on right the, now uh, it's, it's, like, it's like a mogul,
1: uh, it's like yeah. a, a dirt
0: bike course. Well, we did pass Adventure, you know that Adventure Village back there off the highway, uh, Extreme Adventures, I think it was called. I mean, it, 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 bumpy, like wow, bumpy. I, I don't know uh, if they have maybe some weather elements on this side of the border that they have to contend with, or if the government's just been purely neglecting this highway, but. It's unbelievable the number of uh, bumps uh, and the size of them. It's,
1: it's it's also pretty depressing too because your GPS, you know, you, you make these little short jogs here and there and it'll tell you you've got one or two kilometers and then you turn the corner and you're on the highway and now it says you got 555 kilometers. Yeah, like, 550 oh,
0: kilometers <laughs> of this, yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm in a 10 cent milkshake machine. You know, I, I've, it's uh, it's bouncing me around quite a bit, but I mean, like, still though, uh, a lot of interesting things just to see right off the hop. I'll point out to people, you know, the the sunflower fields are are beautiful, and right. you know, and, and it's so expansive and big, and like I mean, and and, and you know, the soybeans, and I mean, what what are the, what are some of the other um, staples out here?
1: Oh, wheat fields. Uh, wheat fields, canola, canola,
0: yeah, the canola, I mean, like you can really tell. Uh, that there's uh, an emphasis on agriculture out here, and uh, the machines that harvest this stuff are huge, it's uh, it's, it's truly incredible. You could tell that you know, the middle of the country really does a great job, I'm sure, of feeding whole cities, as you've described it Bugsy. Uh, Manitoba, though, I mean, like you, you've been here before, yep.
1: Um, it, it's it, it's it's we're we're you know, Winnipeg's pretty much in the southern half of, of Manitoba, yeah, and but you get a northern half of manitoba you get into you know more of the boreal forest type scenario and and of course uh, manitoba has a fantastic amount of lakes like they have lake winnipeg i believe is, is just absolutely huge uh there's all sorts of lakes and it's um you know if, if you enjoy fishing and hunting and the outdoors i mean manitoba's Place to be yeah you know i mean uh,
0: for the for the listeners that are just tuning in now if you if you've never you know seen bugsy Mac, you know a big big uh fan of you know the outdoors sports and uh, hunting of course and, and i mean this man knows what he's talking about I, i've heard of a lot of people make reference to manitoba having some of the finest hunting uh you know in the country and uh you're right about the lakes. I mean, I, that's 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 probably something that I, I didn't realize. You know, traveling cross country, and this is a first for me, folks. I've I've never driven this far, uh, in, in my life. I've, I've you know I've driven to Florida and I've, you know, I've spent 20 hours uh, plus in a car before, but never like this. Uh, certainly, going from one end of the country to the other has been an incredible experience. I, so far, I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, it can be a little tiring. Make sure that the vehicle that you're in is comfortable. But, uh, but Manitoba so far, you know, has been really breathtaking in its own way. Uh, Ontario, you know, the mountains are beautiful, you know, but, but the lakes that you see uh, spackled all over Ontario certainly do carry over... Uh, here in Manitoba as well and uh, you're right I've, I've I have heard great things about the hunting and the fishing uh, that go on out here and, and again you know to bring us right on back to firearm ownership uh, I could see really easily how there would be a large contingent of people uh, out this way you know in, in northern Ontario and in Manitoba that would make uh, good use of firearms as tools and you know this 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 was the thing I mean getting away from the larger metropolitan areas where the people are you know not using firearms uh, in the same way you know as, as as tools more or less you know implements uh, you know uh, in farm life uh, a lot of people certainly in the metropolitan cities are you know recreationally using farms and we're seeing you know a large increase in the numbers uh, of applications uh, that are heading into the CFO's office from the metropolitan cities because people love their guns uh, You know, that's 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 and something. I mean,
1: that... It's 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 Canada. So yeah, we, we enjoy winter sports like ice fishing uh, Snowmobiling yep snowmobiling is huge Yep. Uh, and anything to do in the wintertime hockey you name it anything that's uh, that's
0: what Canada's all about. That's what we do. Yeah, you know, uh, Canada's always been uh, known as the country where we we're able to tolerate the harsher uh, weather elements and that we're not afraid to get on out there and, uh, you know, enjoy activities in all weather. And that's uh, that's kind of our signature move. Is, you know, minus 40, yeah, it's Canada. Right? This is our weather, you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm really loving the people that we've encountered, I mean, right down to... You know, gas station attendants that have been like just incredible, uh, loving, uh, speaking to people along the way. Uh, you know, certainly some of the uh, the T-shirts we are wearing are getting some attention. I know.
1: A shout out to dysfunctional veterans. Yes, dysfunctional and, uh, veterans play well with others. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: That one, that one had that guy going right off. He was, you know, It's funny. Uh, people, people have been just really responding well. Uh, You know to the CGV and Bugsy back as we go cross-country and you know We've shared some of our thoughts with people and certainly people have shared their thoughts with us and 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 what I'm seeing is uh, the Joe Public doesn't seem to be too fond of Justin Trudeau. I mean, it keeps coming up again and again. Uh, this liberal government, you know, like, wow. like People really seem unhappy with it. Like, and, not, I mean,
1: and not kind words at all. No, no. Like,
0: <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm used to seeing people ride on the political fence and, you know, sort of in true Canadian fashion being, you know, sort of diplomatically expressing their opinions. I'm not seeing that anymore. I'm seeing some, pre- some, some pretty harsh expressions about what it is that they're uh, disliking. And,
1: and as soon as they start talking about they make a face. Yeah. And that angry face. Yeah, yeah. It's that angry
0: look. Yeah, you know, I I'll tell you, if, uh, if political leadership is listening, uh, if, if our exposure to the uh, Canadian population thus far in our trek across Canada is any indication, uh, there are definitely going to be a lot of people that will not be voting for the Trudeau Liberal government. And uh, nothing could make me happier. I'm I'm really pleased to hear that. Uh, You know, certainly watching the news. You know, I'm seeing a couple things going on right now. Uh, Obviously, uh, John Tory and uh, a segment of the uh, political leadership uh, at the municipal level of Toronto are freaking out over Doug Ford's move to uh, slash and cut, uh, you know, the size of government, which is something that, you know, he was elected on as a platform uh... you know he said he was going to reduce the size of government he said he was going to streamline things and why the hell not i mean if it's wasteful if it's not efficient and if it costs the taxpayers uh, dollars that you know we really can't afford right now why not you know uh... start to diminish the size of government make it more effective i mean that makes total sense
1: here's here's something you see i'm just going to interrupt you here Yeah. When you travel across the Trans-Canada Highway, you get farm machinery traveling down the highway with you. Yes. And we just saw a sprayer going down the highway, uh, which (laughs) you don't often see, I mean, in Ontario, down the QEW, you wouldn't see a combine going down the QEW. Yeah. But but out here, you do.
0: Yeah, certainly, you know, for, for, and this would go out to the people in the major metropolitan uh, city centers. You know, life is different outside of those areas, and a lot of people never really leave the large cities, and they don't know what goes on out here. And get
1: that, out and see Canada.
0: Yeah, you know, I get out and see Canada, uh, and see that things are different out here. And and, and again, coming back to firearm ownership, uh, you know, I, I could easily see, you know, going across uh, northern Ontario, uh, you could easily see how when bears are running across, you know, lanes of traffic, and you know, in areas that are populated with people, I could easily see how there would be a need. Uh, To have, you know, a firearm in the home uh, to feel comfortable about living in an area populated with, you know, large uh, apex-type predators. That's something I really never considered before. I've I've always considered myself a bit of a suburbanite uh, in some respects. I've lived in the cities and and I've lived outside the cities, but I've never really spent uh, a great deal of time uh, outside of. You know, suburbia, and I'm, I'm I spend time in rural areas, but I've never been this far out. And I mean, I, I could see how you're, you know. Well,
1: the the only thing you have ever had to deal with is saber-toothed raccoons. Yes, are yeah, you mean? know those
0: de- those deadly, dangerous saber-toothed raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> well, out here, do you know they have jackalopes? Jackal, th- th- there's there's no such thing. As yes, a there are what, jackalopes. What's, what's, a, what's a jackalope?
1: It's a rabbit with
0: antlers. You're pulling my leg.
1: No, I'll, I'll show you one Th- eventually. That's we'll find true. one.
0: You're, you know, I, you're, you're just being you just ridiculous. Just go
1: down the side of the road. You'll see I, you them know, I, little little rabbits with, with antlers I, called jackalopes.
0: I, 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 think, I think, folks, that that Bugsy's trying to pull my leg. I, I don't believe in jackalopes. They're falling into the same categories as jabberwockies, and you know. <laughs> talking about mythical creatures now trying to throw me off because yeah like i trust you implicitly don't tell me that those things exist and they they don't have
1: furry fish out here too they They have furry fish
0: i'm not talking to you (laughs) i'm taking that's it i'm taking this podcast to the left side the right side of the truck rather right no you know no but like you know back 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 to you know country living like i mean if i lived in northern Ontario and i knew that help was probably going to be you know the, the nearest opp attachment might be you know an hour away i, I could see how you'd want to have a gun in the house if you had bears wandering around i mean i could see how you know you might get stuck uh you know in a pinch or you know maybe you have an animal you let outside i'd be i'd be really leery about letting my animals outside uh in, in some some parts uh, that we've seen thus far i i could really see how you know having a firearm on site would be like a necessary part of uh, of living it'd be like you'd be like having fire insurance on your home like i mean you, you just never know when something's going to dig into your garbage and and maybe not want to leave or surprise you uh or, or get between you and a family member or you and a pet I, you know i could see how you know i i i love my animals i you know i love my dogs i love my cats i wouldn't want to i would not want to allow something to you know take that, and I mean if, if I if I let my dog out or or if something you know jump the fence, uh, I don't think the cougars are a realistic possibility in northern Ontario. But as you move across Canada, that that certainly becomes the case. I, I could see how I would want to have a gun, uh, you know, like a rifle, uh, you know, to to protect my animals, uh, certainly to uh, to insulate myself uh, well, if things go know, wrong.
1: Being a hunter and stuff like that, I mean, I would I would I would prefer to have that animal scared off I mean, i'm all about like fair chase and everything else like this but you know you don't want that animal becoming habituated towards your your i mean you have to live with them yeah yeah you have to live with them but you you don't want them becoming dependent on you well at the the risk at the
0: risk of sounding like you know i'm I'm qualifying my statement and backpedaling a little bit i don't i don't mean i don't mean you know hey shoot them on site i mean no no i'm 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 talking about like you know to have a firearm on site you know, to maybe be able to, you know, in a place like Northern Ontario, you know, launch a round or two up in the air, uh, you know, to scare an animal off. Uh, worst you know,
1: case scenario. Or, you know, we're, you we're, we're,
0: yeah, here. worst case scenario, you get you get yourself cornered, and or if you know your animals in a good fight, uh, you do what you got to do. And I mean, that's that's ultimately, you know, uh, you know where the need comes from. I mean, I'm sure you could you could find yourself you know some bear bangers or some things that generate enough noise to scare off most animals but I mean uh... making noise sometimes just isn't enough and uh... in in and, and, and I would love for people to keep in mind again you know I support hunting I'm not in a big rush to you know pop pop animals for the pure enjoyment of it I, I would suggest that hunting is a bona fide, uh... you know Canadian activity with you know that we have a strong uh, heritage connected to uh, But but. But the idea that you would have a firearm ultimately uh, to protect your home, uh, you know, that 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 is a realistic need for some people. Uh, you do know, to have that for that purpose. Uh, you know, I, I, I like I like the idea of people having that option. I mean, not everybody will exercise it. I, I, I think that that's the case. And uh, I mean, like I don't know, Bucks, If you lived in Northern Ontario, would you like? Would you would you have a gun on hand at all, at all times? Uh, yeah. Not at all. be well, you know, Inside like, the house. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, there would be one there for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know what? Again, coming to you uh, live from the uh, Trans Canada Highway here in Manitoba. We're having a great time crossing country. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. Hope you're enjoying it. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.